Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Ditch Decade Diets Podcast. I am your host, Lorna Perozo, certified food freedom coach and founder of the Ditch Decade Diets Academy. I've spent 10 years in an unhealthy relationship with food, binge eating, over-exercising, and feeling insecure in my body. This podcast is all about helping you get to the root of your food struggles and teaching you how to rewire your brain so you can end binge eating. If you're ready to improve your relationship with food and cultivate more self-love towards yourself and your health, this is the podcast for you. So let's get to it and jump right in. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Tea and Teachings. We do this every single Friday inside of this mm-hmm. Facebook group, and we are so excited to chat with you guys today on the what is the title? The missing link that information alone won't give you. So, Andrew and I were actually just talking. Actually, no, I had a conversation with one of my cousins a few weeks back and he was talking to me about just like listening to, you know, different podcasts. And we were just kind of chatting back and forth about how much information there is online, like literally now more than ever with like a snap of your fingers, you can learn something, right? Like TikTok videos are incredibly valuable. Um, podcasts are incredibly valuable. YouTube videos, like you can literally learn anything that you want on social media, like on the internet, right? Like you can Google so many different things. And especially when it comes to like your relationship with food and binge eating, like there's a lot of information out there. When I was struggling back in like, I struggled for obviously like a decade, but when I was trying to search for information back in like 2017, 2018, like there was barely, barely any information. And now there is so much information now more than ever. But why are people still struggling? Why are some people still struggling with binge eating? Like, what is the missing link? And Andrew and I were just talking and we were saying that like information alone is not enough. You can know all the things of what to do, but the missing link is support and accountability, right? Knowing what to do is very, very, very important, but I'm sure you know that, you know, that you have to release your food rules but it's hard, right? Like if you've literally had food rolls since you were like 10 years old, it's going to be very challenging to release those food rolls. There's a fear of waking. There's a fear of spiraling even more out of control. So, you know, okay, I know I learned this. I know Lorna even tells me all the time, like I need to release my food rolls, but holy shit, I'm scared. Right. Another example is like, um, what other ones that I have here? Um, you know that you need to stop eating in secret because you know that that's when you tend to binge, but it's like, oh, I don't know if I want to give this up because I don't know. I kind of like it. Like, it's kind of like this thing that I do when I'm home alone and it's like late at night. And like, I don't know if I want to give it up. So how do you actually stop eating in secret? You know that that's something that you have to do, but like how, right? Another one is like, 
You know that you have to speak kinder to yourself. You know that you have to give yourself more self-love and grace. But how? When for the majority of your life, you're used to beating yourself up. You're used to speaking to yourself in a way that like just puts you down or you're judging yourself or you're comparing yourself, right? Like these are all things that we have to consider. So having more information is valuable, right? Especially if you're still binging, then there are certain things that you still have to learn. But there is a cap to information. There is a cap to just knowing. There is a cap to, okay, well, this is what you have to do. Okay, but I know that. I know I have to do these things. So accountability and support is what's going to allow you to take action on the things that you know you have to do. Okay, I know I have to release my food rolls, but it's scary. It's okay. It's okay. You have a coach that is going to literally guide you step by step with how to do it in a way that feels safe for you. You have a coach that's going to remind you what's normal in this process and that you're on the right path and there's nothing to fear, right? Like you're going to have other people who are on the same journey as you. That's going to be like, hey, girlfriend, I am scared shitless as well too, but we're in this together. Like that is truly the missing link, support and accountability. I think the most challenging part about accountability is it's not sexy. And oftentimes we're looking for something that is either really, really complicated, is something that we've maybe never explored or never done before, that is then going to be like the answer to this, this mystery of our relationship with food. But accountability doesn't have to be this, this really, really crazy and overwhelming tool. It's essentially what it comes down to is support, support in the moment when you, when you need it, support from other people, because voicing things in life is really important as well too. So the more we, um, the more we share with people our struggles, the more we start to externalize everything that's going on. And then that also brings us closer together as well, too. So think about it like if you're, you know, riding a bike by yourself alone and you fall off, like you are like, oh, wow, that hurt. Now you have to pick yourself up. Now you're probably scared. No one else saw you. Maybe you were on the ground for a while. And then you like have to muster the courage to do it again versus if you were with friends or if you were with people who were actually supporting you, you would have been on that bike a lot, a lot sooner. They would have helped you up. They probably would have dusted you off and you would have felt a lot better about the fact that you had fallen down regardless of how you felt. And that's really what accountability is for. Mm -hmm. I think also too, like we need in the moment support. From one day to the next, your emotions can be like super high one day, and then your emotions could be super low another day. You can be having the best day of your life, and then you can have the worst day of your life. You can have these, you know, a week where you didn't binge, and then the next week you're like super stressed out, like you're binging like crazy, you know, you're in a bad mood. Like we have these ups and these downs, right? So information isn't going to be there to pick you up. And I was just saying to Andrew, I'm like, you know, at four o'clock on the a- in the afternoon at like, you know, on a Thursday, it's like Google isn't going to be there to be like, okay, this is exactly how 
you can work through what you're going through, right? Like it's still all very generalized, right? Like even my Instagram post and my podcast, you guys, I give so much freaking value. Like literally I spend so much time in my podcast, in my Instagram post, but there is sometimes a cap to that because how, how is it custom to you? Even I had one of my clients and she's terrified of releasing macros. She's like, I've done this for so long. I feel like if I literally stop tracking my macros, I'm going to gain a million pounds tomorrow. But on my Instagram and on my podcast, you guys hear me say, like, you have to release that. You have to release your food rules. Like eating intuitively is the way to go. But I told her, I'm like discernment. Okay, you don't have to do that right now. That is the end goal. But let's do things step by step. Google's not going to say that. Google's not going to be like, oh, well, according to your life and your history, okay, we're not going to do it right now. We're going to do it in three weeks. Like, <laughs> I love how your Google has like a, British a voice. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, this is, this is where it comes into play, you know, and everybody needs support. Everybody, not just people who are struggling. Like I have a lot of clients that come to me. Yeah, of course they're struggling with binge eating, but they come to me because they're like, I want to become even better. Like I want to live such an incredible life for myself. There are times that I've gotten support even in my business, right? Like last year in 2022, um, I invested in a coach and we're always like investing in ourselves and, you know, reaching out for support and whatnot. My business was doing good, but I'm like, I want to be even better or like my health is good, but I want to be the best. I don't want to just be like, good. I want to be even better. Right. So I think sometimes too, it's not just about having support when you're at like rock bottom, but it's having support when things are good to get even better. It's when you know what to do, but you want support executing it. Right. A coach. And having accountability and support is really to see blind spots. It's really hard for ourselves to see the limiting beliefs that we have. Even myself, like I am so good at calling my clients limiting beliefs out. I'm like, wait, hold on. Like watch the language there. Like, what are you believing to be true? Let's change our associations with it. Like I'm so fast to call that out, but I have limiting beliefs that I can't even see because they're so subconscious. Like they're so, you know, down at the bottom of our brain, it's like we have one perspective, like one lens that we're looking at life through. And then you have somebody else that can like shift perspectives. Right. Um, I almost measured out some granola this morning. I caught myself and just added a couple of small spoonfuls to my Greek yogurt. It's hard to not be so black and white and good and bad. Yeah. It's tough, right? It's, it's really, really tough. But like the fact that you obviously, number one, you have this level of awareness, but also two, you're learning right? You're learning, especially, you know, you're obviously in my program and things like that, right? It's like, we're, we have this level of awareness, we have the information. And now it's like having that support of like, okay, like it is okay. If we, it's even, it's okay. If we step on the scale, it's okay. If we like track our food, like it is okay. If like we even go back to old habits, but then it's like getting plugged back in and being like, okay, wait, like, what is the direction that I actually want to go in? Right. And I think also too, I don't know if you want to say something, but I just want to say, um, 
when I was transitioning from tracking calories and macros into intuitive eating, and I was doing it on my own, you guys, I literally went back to my fitness pal like five times. I'm like, there's no way I can eat intuitively. I have zero trust. I don't even know when I'm hungry. I don't even know when I'm full because I'm literally just so ravenously starving myself. And then I'm so overly full from binging. I'm like, I can't trust myself. I can't eat intuitively. But it wasn't that I couldn't eat intuitively. It was that I didn't have somebody telling me you're on the right path. Something that I tell my clients all the time is like, I promise you, you're on the right path. And you can know like, okay, I know I think this is part of the journey, but like, I just want to like hear from you. Like, is this normal? And I'm like, yes. Right. And like that alone can just help you like take a deep breath, like reminding yourself you are on the right freaking path. That's what Lorna just said is similar to talking about, um, like a, a question that everybody should ask uh, themselves, which is like, who's in your room? Who do you surround yourself with? Who is supporting you? Who is helping uplift you every single day? Because those four or five people, because often our personal rooms are very small, are the difference between whether we succeed with this, with our relationship with food, with certain things that we're changing in our life, or we don't succeed. And it doesn't have to be a direct black and white. But what I mean by that is, is when you surround yourself with people who have either experienced what you have gone through, who either know more than you do in a particular place, and have actually implemented things, when you're doing that, you have that level of confidence because the people understand the process that you're going through and they know what's next for you. And that's really important. And that's really how all people start to see improvements with themselves. They start hanging around with people who have already accomplished what they want. <laughs> Sorry. Or it's like, like yeah. what is <laughs> what? It's my pillow. It's like your little stuffed animal. This is my floof, guys. <laughs> See? I'm sorry. Yeah, this it's my it's my floof. I like it. But uh yeah, it's it's comfortable from my hip. Uh, <laughs> old grandpa over here. Grandpa Andrew. My hip. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so it's it's really about um holy cow, you made me uh see now I'm really grandpa Andrew. Oh, there we go. Really about surrounding yourself with people who are in alignment with what you want to accomplish. So then that way you can continue to grow and flourish in the way that's going to be best for you. Mm -hmm. And like, even just thinking back to like, when I was struggling with my relationship with food and I would tell Andrew some things, like, I feel so guilty about eating this food. And like, I don't even remember your response, but you'd be like, it's okay. Or like, it's fine. Like you ate healthy, like the whole rest of the day. I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand. Like it's, it's, you know what I mean? Or like certain times where I would just not want to go out for dinner or there'd be certain moments where I wouldn't want to be intimate. Cause I was literally so bloated and it was like, kind of, you can obviously speak on it, but it's kind of hard for you to like understand like you know and I even had somebody in in my program and she's like it's so good to hear other people's perspective because she's like I can you know my husband can eat you know or can, my husband can literally have like chips in the house for like three months and like not even touch it or my other client was like her husband literally never gets dessert right and it's like how like how can I share the fact that I'm literally binging on dessert or I'm like craving this constantly, or like I bring a bag of chips in the house or a bag of chocolate in the house. And it's literally gone in like a day. Like it's, it's really hard for your partner to, 
to understand that, right? Like as much as I can share with you, my frustrations or like how I was struggling, it's hard for you to fully get it. Absolutely. And, and I think the, the reality, and we've talked about this before is, is I, I don't have to be the person to understand it because it's not the thing that I'm going through. And this is a, like, this isn't any aspect in life, just not just in your relationship with food. It's like, when you are finding like-minded people, they are going to be the ones who, who have the understanding, who are able to help with the, uh, keep you accountable because they have your experience. People who don't have your experience, they just can't relate, right? And this is why sometimes when, you know, when you talk to your partners about relationships with food, it's really hard or they, they just don't understand. It's because it's not something that they've experienced before. So you're like trying to paint this like picture that someone can't picture for themselves. And they're like, I just don't get it. Or I don't see the big deal about it. Right. So ultimately it's like, it comes down to you and it comes down to who you want inside that circle learning that knowledge. So then that way you can get that support. Mm -hmm. There's just a question here. Um, My biggest problem with sticking with intuitive eating is that I need to lose about 50 pounds and I seem to gain when I eat intuitively and then go back to following weight watchers. How do I lose weight without tracking points or counting calories? So, so here's the thing I personally, like with working with so many clients at this point, again, I don't know how you're doing intuitive eating, but most people, when they're say that they're doing intuitive eating, they're not doing intuitive eating. So what I mean by this is a lot of people think intuitive eating is just like eating whatever I want, or like, I just don't track, but intuitive eating is not eating whatever you want. Like intuitive eating is work. It's constantly checking in with how your body is feeling. It's, it's getting back in tune with your hunger and fullness cues. It's listening to your intuition. It's prioritizing satisfaction, right? So when I started intuitive eating, I felt that way too. I'm like, how can I eat intuitively? I literally feel like I'm going to blow up like a balloon. But then I realized that I didn't get, I wasn't in tune with my hunger and fullness cues. So I was still overeating. I was still making like poor food choices, right? I never knew like when I was full. So I just couldn't stop eating. I never knew what food satisfy me. I didn't have a lot of like self-love for myself. And I just kept on eating foods that I knew would bloat me because I could eat them. Right. So intuitive eating is a process. Like it is truly being so in tune with your body. And what I always say is it's interesting because people who are intuitive eaters, like they can actually maintain their weight versus people who diet. And we think it's the opposite. Like if I, if I'm dieting, then I'm going to lose the weight but you lose the weight and then the weight comes back on and then you gain even more weight because you're doing things in an unsustainable way. You're harming your metabolism. It's the restrict binge cycle versus somebody who eats intuitively and they're able to either maintain or even lose weight in a healthy way because they're not obsessed about the food. They don't have the all or nothing mentality, right? So there's so many things that go into intuitive eating, like even the all or nothing mentality right? If we're still having the all or nothing mentality where it's like, if you eat something bad or off limits, it's a write-off, right? Then it's like, then you binge that day, right? Then it's, it's like, of course, it's like, it's hard 
to be able to lose weight because there's still self-sabotaging going on. So the way that I tell my clients is like, if you really focus on giving yourself time to master intuitive eating, because you're not going to master intuitive eating in a week or two weeks, or even in a month, like it takes time to master intuitive eating. But when you really master it, you're eating when you're hungry, you're stopping when you're full, right? You're so in tune with your body. Like it's not hard to be able to release weight in a healthy way when you're so in tune. Like for me now, I technically could eat whatever the heck I want. And I was going to make an Instagram post on this. And I was just going to say like 99.9% of the time that we go out for dinner, I'm like steak and vegetables. Not because I have to get that. There's times I get pasta. There's times that I get other things. I love it. I like that's something that like I'm so intuitive. I'm like, I really want this. Of course, there's times like when we went to Greece, we ate dessert every single night. Like, you know, there's there's different times, but I don't have this all or nothing mentality where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going on vacation or I'm going out for dinner. Oh my God, I have to eat everything because like tomorrow I'm getting back on track with my diet. There is no diet. And this is why intuitive eaters are able to maintain and even drop weight in a more sustainable way even though that's not, that's not the focus of intuitive eating, but it can happen versus somebody who is dieting and they haven't gotten to the root cause of their issues. They haven't broken out of the all or nothing mentality. They haven't gotten back into with their hunger and fullness cues. So sure, somebody who diets or goes on Weight Watchers can lose the weight, but because we haven't fixed the root cause of why we're spiraling out of control, why we're binging, the weight just comes back on. And then it's like, we spend the next five years up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. You also have to recognize as well, too, what, what weight or what body fat is. Weight is just stored energy. And your body stores energy because it feels that it needs it. And typically, people who either don't, uh, don't eat a lot of healthy foods or who actually spend time under eating or restricting their calories, they tend to store more weight because their body is saying, I need this storage. Like that is all that weight is. Your body doesn't try to like, oh, I'm going to put weight on to like make you unhappy. It's like, I need the it's energy because I'm, I'm constantly being shorted from that, right? So like Lorna says, like oftentimes we feel that if we become more relaxed with our food and we, and, and we're opening this up, then all of a sudden we're, it's just going to be this, this free for all. It's never a free for all. And when you understand how to do it responsibly, then the body goes, wow, I have an abundance of energy all the time. So why am I, why am I storing energy? That makes no sense. It doesn't make sense if I'm, if I'm getting energy for me to store it. And that's when weight starts coming off and it starts coming off in a pretty sustainable way. So, Mm -hmm. and like the best part is you guys, like if you dedicate time to healing your relationship with food, you dedicate that time to like really master intuitive eating. You're never going to have to worry about like going on another diet again. Right. But it's like, if we're so terrified of the weight gain and then we constantly go on the diet that's what keeps us stuck in the cycle versus being able to like dedicate time, like, you know, a period of time where it's like, no, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to heal my relationship with food. Then you have the rest of your life to really enjoy and not stress about, you know, weight and calories and food and all of this, all this stuff. So it's definitely, definitely, definitely possible. 
And it's definitely worth it. We just have to do things in the right order. And we have to prioritize healing our relationship with food first and foremost and getting out of that all or nothing mentality. So I agree. Yeah, I agree. Amazing. Damn. Awesome. You guys. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this. Happy Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday or whenever you're listening to this, because I, I'll probably put this on the podcast <laughs> at a different day or whatever. So, um, but yeah, thank you guys for popping on. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, have a good rest of your Friday. <laughs> okay. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>